So there's this thing that happens when we're working on cruising. We'll go to a bar and we'll have this amazing interview with someone that we fully expect to be a big part of the episode. And then the story takes a different turn and they don't actually make it in. I feel like I I maybe say that at the beginning of every bonus episode, but it never crossed our mind that this week's interview wouldn't make it into our sports bra episode. And I'm talking about Anjali. She's a regular at the sports bra, though she's not a huge sports fanatic. And and that's something that's not that uncommon at the sports bra. People like the vibes. People like the energy there. And you don't have to be an avid sports watcher, which we didn't super get into in the episode. But what's really interesting, what we loved about Anjali is that she is kind of like this quintessential regular. She's not just a regular at the sports bra. She's a regular at a bunch of different places around town and also like when she travels around the country. So you're going to hear more about that and kind of more about Anjali's values, which really center around supporting small businesses. She's a big supporter of cruising. She is a very, very sweet person. And so, of course, we have to release her full interview. It's such a shame that it didn't make its way into the episode. So here you go. Here's Anjali. I networked through so many other establishments in Portland and stumbled upon Jenny, the owner, and quickly became a regular. And now it's one of my favorite spots. And um, I could say so much more. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get it out of you. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so are, are sports important to you? Like, no. Part of your- <laughs> how, did you, how did you first meet Jenny? Like, how did this- That's the funny part about... Um, people seeing me go here all the time now, they're like, you don't even watch sports. I was like, well, that just says something about the place. I'm like, I tend to go to places for the people, for the vibe, um, and definitely got that here. I met Jenny through another business owner um, of a woman-owned business, and I just like, I was enamored by all these strong women opening amazing businesses that I wanted to be at and support and meet everybody that went there. And so that's how I kind of ended up here. I go out by myself a lot. So it's really important to me to feel like comfortable and I bring my laptop, I do work or I'll color, whatever. So (laughs) coming here, it had that vibe. And I can usually, you can usually tell a vibe right when you walk in the door and then you find your favorite bartenders and then you find your favorite regulars and then you're like, okay, I'm her. <laughs> I'm a fixture now. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you do for work? I work with electronic medical records. So basically I'm always enamored by these businesses because it's the opposite of what I do. <laughs> like I'm, I work remotely. I'm behind a computer all day. So when I go to a place like this and I see the hustle, the bustle and, and all the events that they do and the planning, it's like, it's just fascinating to me. And I've always been fascinated by that, especially with like, you know, family owned businesses where you can see the beginning, the struggle, and then the up, and then the struggle, like all of that. It's just always been amazing to me. And I always love to support all local businesses. Yeah. So were you remote before the pandemic? Um, no, actually, I, I was uh, traveling every week. I was going to uh, Fresno every week. I was living in Seattle at the time. 
Um, so I would travel Sunday through Thursday. So every, and I traveled a lot for work over the years. They, they didn't believe we could do remote. So it was always interesting at the same time to, I would have to find my comfort spot as soon as I got to each area because Fresno, um, <laughs> Sacramento, like you, all these places where people are like, why are you going there? I was like, it's my work. So this um, pandemic, it's, it was one of the bonuses for me that I could work remotely completely. Um, so now it's like, oh, I can be anywhere. Where do I want to be? I'm going to make a big move from Seattle to Portland. <laughs> but before you were remote, you were already like finding your spots, like your bars. Oh, oh yeah, that's my very first thing. Like I would go directly to a spot when I got off the airplane because I needed to feel like I'm not just a nobody in this town. I don't know anybody, so I would find my people immediately. And so, so how did that start for you? That finding a spot and finding a community wherever you go. Like, how did it start that that was so important to you? Um, I don't know if it's because I was born and raised in Hawaii and community was always like number one. I wanted to always walk into a place or always, I always did walk into a place and it was it was family. Like our house was the hub. Anybody could come by and hang out and everybody was always welcome with my family. And um, I just I once I got divorced, it became more and more like, OK, I need to get out. Like, I was like, I got to go out there. There's no excuse for me not. And there's no excuse for me not to go out just because I'm by myself. And I didn't want to rely on other people. So then I would find my one spot, become a regular, become a fixture, feel comfortable. And then I would end up networking and hear about another spot. (laughs) And then it just grew from there where now I have so many spots. It's awesome. (laughs) They call me the the streetwalker on Mississippi Ave. Um, I only realized that the other day. I mean, literally, it's true. I do walk up and down the street because I go to every single little hub. <laughs> but it's also funny because I don't think they realize what they were saying. <laughs> I said I spend a lot more money than I make being a streetwalker. Let's just say that. <laughs> so when did you move from Hawaii? From Hawaii, I moved about 10 years ago. And I was the traveling consultant, all these different places I mentioned, and then settled in Seattle for six years and then moved here just about a year ago. Um, so I always knew I wanted to get out of the island space, explore a lot more, and I never felt confident enough to do it on my own. So when I got married, it just created another avenue to be like, okay, I have a support system. And then I could get a really good job traveling. Okay, we got that covered. I was like, why not? So that's how it happened. And that's where we are today. And I'm so glad. (laughs) So becoming a regular like places, was that the first time you started doing that? Was that when you left Hawaii? That was when you... No, I definitely always had um, my regular spots. I'm a creature of of habit. Uh, I like my routine. I like to know that I can walk into a place and, you know, it doesn't matter who, I don't have to call anybody. I'm like, somebody's going to be there. <laughs> so I've always been someone who needed a regular spot in Hawaii. I had my, my karaoke bars and, you know, it was just a regular thing. So it didn't really even have to do with me going out by myself so much. It just ingrained it more when I started going out by myself more, but I always had to have my spots and I'd be like, somebody would be like, Oh, let's go over here. I was like, oh. I don't know anybody there. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I can't even imagine that. Like, only going to places where I know where I'm like a regular. Like I'm literally not a regular. I, mean, I, I couldn't.
couldn't even ima- I couldn't even imagine. Right. What do you look for in a space? I definitely need a bar top, which you know the pandemic was annoying in that in that sense. I feel so awkward like sitting by myself in a corner. I need to be in front of the bartender, my captive audience, and uh, be able to just listen. And that's usually where the regulars are and chat, and you feel more welcome to talk just openly. Um, and I feel like, okay, I can interject here. Whereas if it's just two people sitting next to me, I don't want to be like, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> um, so I, I need, that's, that's important. Um, I need to like the people working. Like I'm one of those where if I stop by one of my places and, and a certain person is working, I'm like, mm, I'll walk <laughs> or I'll just not even walk in. I'll be like, I should know your guys' schedule by now. Can you guys just text me? Let me know who's working and I know which places I'm going to. <laughs> so the people, of course. And then um, just bringing people here and seeing people be happy. So that's my favorite thing. Anytime somebody visits or I meet a new friend, my first thing is like, I got to show you this place. And then they love it. And then I feel happy. And so it's it's all that kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you remember the first time you came here? Yes. So I had seen uh, Jenny at the other establishment the night before. And we were talking. And I was like, well, you know, usually I uh, have another place that I start to work at in the daytime with my laptop. I said, maybe I should try somewhere else. So I came in the next day with my laptop. I didn't tell her if I was coming or anything. And I was like, all right, sat right there and did my did my work and I was like okay this is my next work spot like <laughs> the other place can <laughs> but yeah it just felt so good and everybody was so kind and welcoming and it wasn't weird to be on my laptop not watching the sports <laughs> um but at the same time just looking at the crowd and looking at what the environment was was still amazing to me because I, I definitely am a people watcher so, uh, yes, of course, I'm watching more and more women's sports now, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm also watching more and more of the amazing crowds that are coming in here. How often do you come in here? Well, unfortunately, they're only open Wednesday through Sunday. So Monday, Tuesday, I can't come. <laughs> so basically, basically um, yeah, I would say most of the time it's at least three out of those days. Yeah, I look forward to it. At Wednesday, I'm like, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Oh, yeah, the bra's open today. <laughs> so quite often, I'll just say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So or do you identify as queer? I have no idea. Okay. The last person, the first person and the last person I dated um, was after my marriage. And um, I remember, like, because I'm always just a flirt. And I asked her to hang out. And, and she was like, I thought you like dudes. And I was like, I like people. And then we ended up dating. So, like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like like coming here or going to queer bars did that play a part in like sort of opening you up to dating women um i'm i mean i think it's always been part but it's right. all about the the journey yeah. um i mean i think my first experience was like when i was early 20s as most do still like very very good friends with this person and um, just wasn't ready at the time. And moving to Portland, it was like creating a new identity, almost. Um, place that I moved to without a husband. Because in Seattle, it was like, oh, I'm married. Like, we got my first, like, adult apartment. And we're doing all the husbandy, wifey stuff. And then here, I'm just like, all right. 
let's do this. And I've been coming to Portland for years. My brother lives here. So I was still, you know, like, I was already familiar with the vibe and the weirdness, whatever you want to call it. And then I just, and I just happened to be on Mississippi Ave where there's just so many places to go. So that's when I started, you know, branching out. I went to queer speed dating at this place. I was like by myself. I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then I found out that the regular at one of my bars on Mississippi owns another queer bar. So I ended up going there. They have, they have Dyke Night every Sunday. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But I was like, but it was nine o'clock. And I was like, I can stay awake. Maybe I can last till 9.30. I can do this. Whereas here, I'm like, whew, they're open. I'm a day drinker. So, <laughs> and it's not the clubby vibe. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I have all the spots. Like I have this place for this reason and all that. But this is like the chill queer bar <laughs> for me anyway. I mean, yeah, it's for like fans. Yeah, exactly. It's not, a, it's not the clubby scene where meat market kind of deal. Um, and that's the other part. Like when I first found out they had, they, they allowed kids. I was like, really Jenny? I don't want to go to a bar that allows kids. And then when I heard her interviewed and she's like, well, I wanted you know kids to be able to know that it's, it's awesome that women's sports are playing. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> you made a good point. <laughs> How would you describe Jen? Oh, my goodness. You, well, you can't see my face, but <laughs> just um, um, just captivating. Captivating. She, she talks to you and makes eye contact. She pays attention to you. She is running her whole business, but every time I come here, she'll come and chat with me. Um, and she plays the part so smoothly like I keep hearing about I'm like I'm a total fangirl at this point but I have to be like I gotta keep her grounded <laughs> nobody needs another fangirl um no but she's just very engaging and she's very interested in every person that she talks to it's genuine and she has so much passion for the concept and I just see her do so many events and like just I don't know if you know she just went to Seattle for they just opened a women's sports bar there so I was like I see her doing that and I'm like this is amazing like this person is doing so much but when you meet her she's just she's chill I would have never known she's doing all of this stuff just just mellow and except when you get her on the dance floor then mellow is out <laughs> she loves dance but yeah I guess, yeah just um you can sit and feel comfortable and talk just like you've known this person I love that's automatic. Yeah, that's when, when she asked me. I was like, what? And then, um, but I love that because I, I was laughing because one of my bartender friends was moving and he asked me to write him a reference from a patron's yeah. point of view. So I wrote him a reference and I had to bring it up and show Jenny. I was like, this is hilarious. I guess it's, this is a thing now. Because <laughs> you know I, mean? I want to hear from the regular what they think about it and not reading Yelp reviews, but have it be a real thing so I mean that's like really impressive that you're right there at so many places <laughs> it's it's fun I mean I walk in they're like you're late <laughs> or if they don't see me for a couple days are you okay or I leave my credit card they just text me and like I'll be right there <laughs> so what's your routine like do you work pretty much nine to five and like you just go to a spot every day yeah I usually work about eight to four and in the morning I get all my stuff done all the meetings all the actual stuff and then by about lunchtime or a little later that's when I'll go my routine I'll go 
I'll go to Uchu for some sushi, then I'll go across the street to Maloko, where that's my regular spot because it has beautiful aquariums and it's soothing and calming. And then if the sports bra is open, I'll probably hit here next. And then my friend just opened a bar up the road called Scholar. I'll go there next. And then, <laughs> so it's always a constant. Everybody's like, where are you at right now? <laughs> but it's like after your morning meeting. Yeah. And then you do the rest of the day. Yeah. And I actually concentrate a lot better. Like if, if I'm at home, I'm going to either fall asleep, watch TV, play my Switch. <laughs> so actually, if I'm sitting here with my laptop and there's just the hustle and bustle, I act focus and I can be like, okay, I love having that around me. And it makes me I like see everybody else working. And I'm like, yeah, I'm working too. <laughs> totally good. Yeah. Do, you, so do you spend money everywhere you go? Yes. Wow. That's really, that's like, a, and so you're also like supporting everything yes. that you say. That's really cool. First thing I do if I like a place, I'm like, okay, I need a t shirt or I need a hat. Right, right, right. Um, they call me a walking billboard <laughs> because like, like, which shirt are you wearing today? I was like, well, I don't know. Luster beanie and sports bra shirt and oh, my pilot house distillery hoodie. Okay. I'm good. That's why I, I have to support. Like if I know a, a place has a local musician playing, I'm like, not only am I supporting the local business, but I'm supporting the local artist. So it's all together. Don't ask me about my uh, bank account. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm keeping it in the, in the community for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cruising is independently reported and produced by a small but mighty team of three. Story producer and social media manager Rachel Carp, line producer and resident road trip driver Jen McGinnity, and story producer and audio engineer me, Sarah Gabrielli. Our theme song is by Joey Freeman. You can find Cruising at our website, cruisingpod.com, on social media at cruisingpod, and at patreon.com slash cruisingpod. Listen to Cruising wherever you get your podcasts.